Thank you for pulling into the Hope Station. I am your host, Diane Bells. The Hope Station is a place to hear amazing interviews, great transformational stories, and learn about the power of faith and hope to change your life. A podcast that proves living purposefully is possible. Are you ready for your own transformational story? Do you want to turn a new chapter in your life or career? There's hope. Schedule a free consult call with me to stop feeling hopeless and gain the hope you need to have the life you deserve. Information of how to schedule that appointment is in the show notes. You can also connect with me through my website, Diane Bells, uh, D-I-A-N-E-B-E-L-Z.com. Are you ready for another great interview? Hello, and welcome to the Hope Station podcast. I am your host, Diane Bells. And today's topic is about self-care. It's amazing in our world today that taking time for yourself seems to be at the bottom of most busy mom, wife, career-centered women. That they take care of their job, they're, they're doing great work, they're making an impact, they're taking care of their kids, they're taking care of their, their marriage to make sure that that's balanced and thriving, and they could also be taking care of aging parents or they're involved in doing volunteer work and such, so much that they're giving so much that they're forgetting to give something back to themselves. So I wanted you to think that we have these buckets that we need to keep balanced and filled for us to feel functional, for us to feel like we can do what we're called to do, do what we want to do, do what we need to do. And if we're not keeping something in each one of those buckets, really could be a tipping point. And I have told my clients for years, we treat our cars better than we treat ourselves. I've never heard anyone say that they were angry and upset with their car because the tank was empty and that car just would not go. But we do that to ourselves, don't we? We decide to run on empty and then we can feel stressed and overwhelmed and underappreciated and like we're the only one who cares. Well, we are the only one who cares, but we're not caring about someone who is essential and that's ourselves. So if we start thinking that self-care is essential, right there with breathing, and sleeping, and eating, and doing some sort of physical activity or mental activity, that it's essential for us to thrive as human beings. So I'm going to talk about those four areas. And you know that one of them, if you've listened to this podcast, is going to be about faith. For me, I wish that I had had a strong faith when I was in the throes of being a busy mom and career woman, because it was just, I didn't have that balance. And when I discovered, or I should say rediscovered my faith and made that an essential, the most essential part of my life, things seemed to balance out a little bit better. 
So why is faith important? Well, one, it really does give us a purpose and grounding in our life. We don't feel alone. I know I don't feel alone. When there is pressure, when there's anxiety, whether it was after losing my daughter, after losing my career, after losing my husband, I did not get into the depths of despair forever because I had this grounding called faith. My belief system was what was keeping everything together. It was the cornerstone of my life. So when I include that, when I get up in the morning and include the practice of opening my Bible or doing a Bible study or opening up the Bible app and listening to someone give me a short message, when I can take a moment to reflect on that and just be grateful for that, when I invite God into the day, like whether I'm traveling, God, please help this be a stressless travel. If there's any hiccups along the way, let me remember that you're in control. I can just feel my stress level go down, my anxiety go, go down, and I feel like I have a renewed strength. So looking at your faith practices and saying, am I incorporating any of that into my daily life? Not just on Saturdays or Sundays or if you, you know, attend worship services, but every day of my life. And to look at it to say, I just might need five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. When I was in my busy career, I made sure that 15 minutes of the morning was spent on that. So I would spend 15 minutes, I would take my bath, wash my hair, 15 minutes of my prayer, 15 minutes to blow dry my hair, put my makeup on, get dressed, and then 15 minutes to sort of get, get my stuff together, whether I'm bringing lunch or bringing breakfast or something. So I took 15 minutes of that first hour of my day and I gave it to God. And it really was essential. I'm saying the word essential for me to have that balance, like for me to be able to go into who knows what, as an executive, as the head of HR, I didn't know what was going to go on during the day. So knowing that I had God, invited God into that day, helped me really stay focused and knowing there was a purpose to everything I was doing. So faith practices are also backed by research that says it can reduce stress, improve moods, and promote an overall well-being. Hello? Spending 15 minutes a day to reduce your stress, improve your mood, and promote overall well-being is time well spent. You can find 15 minutes, whether you believe it or not. If you make it essential, you're going to find time to do that. Also, finding some sort of community that is also faith-based can be really important. I know how important it is to me especially since I made this major move from my home state of New Jersey into Florida, knowing no one, feeling like God had called me there. And my faith-based, my faith-based I'm going to say faith-based community has really helped me be grounded, knowing that people are praying for me, that they care about me, that we have a common focus and purpose. It's an essential part of my life. So faith, is an essential component to not feeling overwhelmed and a great way to take care of yourself. The second area, I'm going to call it family and friends. 
So knowing that you have people in your corner, your your family, that you have a purpose, you're taking care of your, your husband, your your children, your parents, whatever that is, that you have that connection with other human beings is so important. Having friends that you can communicate with, that you have something in common with, that you can feel like you're not alone. I don't want to say that you're commiserating and complaining, but oftentimes we feel like we're the only ones who are feeling this overwhelmed stress feeling that uh, at times we feel like we're not good enough or smart enough or capable enough to handle everything that's thrown our way. And when we realize that we're not alone so that friendships can really solidify and having friends outside of work, I found was critical that there were different people that I could talk to that weren't immersed in my world in the the company I was working for was another essential so they could have a different outside perspective. Sometimes we get so immersed in our own culture of the company we're working with that we can't even see that there might be a different way, a better way to handle the stress and overwhelm that we're feeling. But doing simple things, scheduling different times, whether it was date night. I used to do this with my sons. My husband would go out with his friends on Monday or Thursday night. It it varied from year to year. And I would tell my my sons that, and they were teenagers at the time, that we were going to have a mom and son date night. And sometimes my uh, nephew would join us as well. Take him to the movies, out to dinner do something fun. We would go play miniature golf, whatever it was, but I was having that quality time with them, scheduling that, that they would have that throughout the year. That was important to build that bond. With my daughter, of course, we would go shopping and to lunch and do do girl things, but remember just to balance that. I would make sure that I'm giving my mom and dad a call like on Fridays and such, just to have that connection that again, you know, research is doing that it does help us reduce our stress. And I know that sometimes family and friends can can bring a different kind of stress, but it also brings up balance. Find friends that build you up, that nurture you, that feed into you, that you know they support you. And think of it again as building these friendships as essential not something that's nice to have. It's essential to have. They are like the air that you need to breathe so that you can continue to feel supported and loved and like you're not a a one trick person. You know, you just don't have work or you just don't have, you know, your kids and your husband, that there's other dimensions to your life that can bring richness into it that you couldn't have just focusing on those couple areas. Also within your fitness. So it is so important and we think that we have to do major workouts saying, I'm, I'm overwhelmed already, Diane. How can you say add some fitness into it? So this can be something really simple. So I'm doing this 100 day challenge and part of it is to do some strength training. I will just get on the, the floor before bed and do 100 crunches or I will do some uh, planks, <laughs> some push-ups, do some squats. So you could be just getting up from your desk and just say, I'm just going to do a couple squats. I'm going to go outside for a little walk. Just to say, I need to get out in the fresh air, take a break. 
And too often what we do, instead of saying, I need to do something physical, is we'll go reach for a candy bar or we'll reach for conversation and saying, if I just got up and moved my body, because we start believing that I'm so busy, I can't take a break for five minutes. And what we're learning, you know, research again, is saying that it really can help us get more energy. So I don't know about you, but when I'm going out for a walk and I'll take a break from work and I'll take a walk, I'll go down to the beach, walk around my complex, walk up uh, the street to go to Starbucks and such, I come back with more energy than if I just kept on trying to push through the day. That was a major mistake I made in my career is I never felt that I had time for fitness. I would have time for my faith. I would have time for my family and friends, and I was not putting putting that fitness component into it, and it really started to impact my health. That's when my high blood pressure started, and I'm saying, this is not a good track or trend to be on. I need to find time to do that. And again, it can be 15 minutes. So if you're looking at 15 minutes of faith, 15 minutes that you're going to you know, have a conversation with a friend or someone in your family, you're going to have 15 minutes with some kind of fitness, we're only talking 45 minutes in the day. 45 minutes in the day. And then when you're saying 45 minutes, where can I find that? That is a great question. And one, I want you to really challenge yourself to go find 15 minutes. Find five, 10, 15 minute segments to just say, I need to stop. One of my challengers is saying that in the middle of the day, she's just taking deep breaths. Five minutes, going outside, breathing in the fresh air, just looking at the sunshine. It's springtime right now. Look at what's happening in spring, the regrowth, the rebirth of everything around us. And it just makes us feel like we're not alone. There is an opportunity to regenerate. The whole world is regenerating right now through this season called spring, and you can do the same. The other thing is looking at your career. You know, that's number four. So we have our faith, number one, our family and friends, number two, fitness, number three. And the fourth segment is that career, finding that balance. And one of the things that I know, I know this for sure is that when we're doing work that we love to do, it regenerates us. We're feeling not so overwhelmed. Uh, I know people who are still working forever. My uh, best friend in Florida, Harriet's 90 years old, and she's still doing hair. She's been doing hair for 75 years. And she loves it. She loves, she, it gives her creative outlet. It gives her conversational outlet. It gives her money in her pocket, which she loves. And she can continue to do it because she loves to do it. So maybe your career isn't your passion or your love. It's a way that you're taking care of your finances and your family. Then find a hobby. Find something on the outside that you enjoy doing, such as reading, uh, you know, crafting in some way, finding some other outlet, doing comedy skits, whatever it is, that it might be a good time to discover what's that thing that really helps fill that bucket so that I'm having a balanced enough life that I can really do all these things. 
And if your career, you're saying, I really haven't found that place that really feels like it's my passion. I want you to challenge yourself throughout the day to look for those times when you feel like your energy is lifting up. This feels really good right now. Be aware of what's going on. Are you in a conversation with someone? Are you solving a problem that you are specifically and uniquely made to solve? That can give us energy within our career. So find those times when things are going right and say, well, how do I get more of this in my career? That would really reduce stress and overwhelm because we're doing what we're built to do. So these are just some tips on what you can do, but self-care is essential. And if we think that it's anything else but that, it is not selfish, not self-serving, it is essential for our mental, physical, spiritual, and emotional health is to step back and take a breath, find out what nurtures you and takes care of you. If you need a bath, go take a bath. If you need a walk, go take a walk. Listen to what your body is asking you to do. Listen to what your mind's asking you to do. And too often we choose things that might not be the best for us. So you're saying, well, I'm just too tired to go for a walk, so I'm going to scroll. I'm going to look at Instagram and Pinterest and Facebook. And there are studies showing the exact opposite. That causes more anxiety in us. We have FOMO, thinking someone else's life is better than ours, or that we're, we have a fear of missing out on things that other people are doing, like their life looks better than ours. We're looking outside and almost feeling envious of other people. Where if we're saying, I'm going to do stuff that feels good for me and takes care of me, you're less worried about what's going on in the world with your neighbor, with people who, you know, you feel like you're more in a competition with than, than in a friendship. So find those things and saying, I feel better when I do this and making it a part of your daily routine, making it something that's essential, saying my life, my day is not going to go well if I don't put these essentials into it. And those essentials, when we're watching and taking care of our faith aspect of our life, our friends and our family, when we're taking care of our fitness and we're giving ourselves that self-care through finding those things that we're passionate about, that we love doing, we're going to feel like we have more energy, more time, more resources to give to other people while we're taking care of ourselves. Isn't that beautiful? I love it. I love it. I hope this has been helpful for you. I hope that it has given you some hope that you don't have to feel stuck and struggling, that you don't have to feel you're being selfish when you give yourself self-care. Just remember, it is essential. And I would love to hear how you're taking care of yourself. So if you can offer some tips, you can find me on Facebook under Diane Bells. If you're interested in joining my 100-day challenge, uh, just messenger me and I will have all that details for you in the um, podcast show notes. So until next week, I hope that you have a week of caring and comfort and a conscious effort to do things that are essential for you so that you can be essential for others. Have a great day. Thank you so much for pulling into the Hope Station. Wasn't that a great episode? My hope is that this episode brought you hope. 
Do you want to be a hope giver? I hope so. And how you can do that is to share this podcast, post the episode on social media, write a review or rate the podcast. This helps engagement and boost the podcast out to other listeners in need of hope. So thank you. Thank you for participating. Thank you for helping. Thank you for being a valued listener. And my hope is that you have a great week.